track called With You. So now five star Akil as we kick it off tonight on Real Talk. On a night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. I want to say thank you to each and everyone locked in right now. Those on tune in radio. Night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. Those who are locked in on NIE Radio out of New Jersey. Those on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. Those on PEMGTV.com. Of course, those who are right here at the home of the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew, where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. KevinStew.com I thank you, thank you, thank you So glad to have you Couldn't do it without you And you have my word, I wouldn't even try Now you know how I do when I have a guest with me And I do have a guest with me tonight I take care of my segment sponsors early I want to say hi to those on Facebook Live also Remember, this is a segment, so go ahead and get comfortable with the link, kevinstew.com. Now, thank you to Paul C Media Group, when being in a moment is priceless. They give you everything that you see right here on KevinStew.com and more. You can stream your funeral, wedding, party, church, service, you name it, seminar on your secure platform. Just give them a call, 754-999-1140. Take care of your videos, your photos, your streaming, your ads. 754-999-1140. Or visit them at paulcmg.com Let them know you heard about them on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew Want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands Althea is used a licensed massage therapist Operating out of Broad County, North Miami, Dade and South Palm Beach counties She comes to you Bringing her table, her oils And over 20 years massage therapy experience Give her a call, 954-655-9000. That's 954-655-9000. Or email her at theolata at att.net. That's T-H-E-A-L-A-T-E-R at att.net. She only has one request outside of paying her. You get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. Don't laugh, Dr. KRB. I always fall asleep. Wanna say thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global will act as your booking agents, take care of your tour management, handle your publishing, your trademarks, your business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and so much more. Get them a call, 954-804-8199. Visit them at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. Purpose, 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 purpose,
Thank you also to McNeil Trucking. With McNeil Trucking, you're in good hands, taking care of your moving needs. Give them a call, 954-406-9740. And tell them you heard about them on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stewart. What can they do for you? I'm drinking with you. Dr. Caraby, I don't see your glass. What are you drinking? She'll, she'll go get that glass in a minute. <laughs> Zona 5 Star Akeel, it's called With You. And with me tonight, I she gave us a brief introduction before, but tonight we have her officially from beginning to end. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Dr. Kelly Ray Brown. Dr. Kelly Ray, how are you? Welcome to the night shift, officially. Thank you so much. Oh, I, I, I was so looking forward to this day. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. But <laughs> before we even get into this day, uh, let's go ahead and, and introduce you to the night shift family because you, you, you popped in on a broadcast of mine a few weeks ago. Uh, what was that, two weeks ago? Yeah. Right. And um, we had such a good time. We, we kind of had to do it again. But I learned of you, or I met you initially, by listening to the Donnie Walker Morning Show. And on there, you got the week off to a flying start. So I'd like for you to just really quickly introduce yourself to the night shift family thank you so much this is quite an honor i'm telling you <laughs> um so I, I don't know what to say i i'm dr kelly ray brown i i've been a mindset coach notably known as the inner critic tamer for 15 years or more um but more importantly i I'm a, a daughter of some amazing parents, and I'm a mother of an amazing daughter, and, and I live in Northern California, and that's about what I can tell you about me. <laughs> and, and, and I do do the morning show on the Donnie Walker Morning Show called Getting Through the Week on Monday mornings, and it's, it's a great way to start the week and just get something to fuel you, to get you going. Indeed, it is, it is a great way to start the week. And you do an excellent job getting us started and, and getting our mindset right to get oh, going in the week. Important. Yeah. And um, tonight, we are looking at pers relationship perspectives. And it's, it's, it's all good and well when we say, you know, Men are visual and women are oral. And that ends up being one perspective that we take when looking at relationships. And I think it would be cool to start with that. Men are visual, women are oral. Is that, is that 
a real thing or is that just something that we've heard over time and just adopted adopted it as being true no it's very true i mean for men it is you know aesthetically visual that's you know, if they see something that they that sparks their interest or whatever, they're willing to go pursue that, correct? Mm-hmm. And for women, it feels nice, you know, to, to feel like we might be desired by somebody, but we need it much deeper than that. It's more of an internal thing, you know. It's like, how do we feel when we're in the presence of... Um, a man, if that's what we're, you know, looking to have a relationship for. Mm-hmm. We want to know how we feel with them. Yes, we're physically attracted too, but I wouldn't say that that's necessarily the first thing that we're looking at. Or if we are, we're not looking at the same physical aspects that perhaps maybe a man might look at a woman. So then let's, let's, let's even jump a little bit further into it. With looking at just that, starting with that, as as the starting point, you know, I, I I see you, you look good, I think you're attractive, and I'm gonna go after you. So that 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 becomes my I guess pivot pivot point on which I'm going to move from, whichever way I'm gonna go with it. As let's say we actually get started in some type of an a more than platonic relationship. Now, do men typically consider a successful relationship in different ways from women? Because mm. if that is my starting point, I am, this relationship is successful if you maintain that look as a man. <laughs> right? I mean, and let's just, let's just be real honest here. We're all going to age. So are yes. we all going to look... The same in 20, 30, 40 years? Very seldom we do. Right. So, with, with, with looking at success, how have you found men and women to view the idea of a successful relationship? Do you find that their, their, their perspectives have been different? What I find for um, successful relationships is their value systems generally are aligned. So we have six primary uh, values of life that we all hold dear to some level. Mm -hmm. So we have career or money or we have family, friends relationships, spirituality, personal growth, health and fitness Mm -hmm. and and that's a a basic thing that all of us humans have so let's say just for fun you and i get together and we start to get to know one another we may have differences on some things or like maybe you like sports and i'm not necessarily a sports fan Uh, Mm -hmm. what if we have other value systems that are aligned like we have the same values with regards to family or the same values with regards to our work ethics and how we approach life from being responsible with our money and those things, those things are going to help couples stay more connected because they have those commonalities. And 
the key to successful relationships is that you continue to date one another. Mm. It's not enough just that you get them and say, okay, well, cool. You know, I got the girl or I got the guy and I don't need to do any more. All right, because that, that, that is one of the things that seems to be what many people in relationships don't do. They don't decide that, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm going to continue dating this person. Because once those first few dates happen and you get to the point of bedding that person, apparently that becomes the seal for the deal. So now you're in a relationship. You're, you're in a relationship. And nothing needs to, to happen again after that other than I, if, if we're not living together, then I come over on this night, this night, and this night, and you come over by me on those other nights. And that becomes it. And we watch the game together because, you know, I like sports. And if you're going to be my partner and we're going to have a successful relationship, then you're going to do what I like. Right, and then we're going to go get manis and petties later, right, after the game. No, listen, I'm Jamaican. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to break out in Jamaican parlance. Yo, bad man, no. No, and you wouldn't understand. <laughs> no, go ahead, but, because I pick up accents really easy, and I'll be saying that before the end of the night. I mean, no, man, that's not the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, um, you you might hear uh, some, and, and, and we might have to touch on cultures too. But so here it is. Here, here, this might be another thing in relationship. Do women look at even doing something relating to 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 self care together as a key to a successful relationship? Yes. So first of all, let's back up. The other problem I see with people is they rush the dating part. So no wonder they don't know how to date after they're in the relationship. Let's talk about it. Let's look at that Yes. (laughs) Because I see people go like on their first date or the second date. And the next thing you know, they're going over to each other's houses. They're, you know, knocking boots with one another, as my mom used to say. Right, right. Now, now we're in a relationship, but then do you even know each other's last name? Do you, do you know anything about each other? I think Wait, last names are important? rush that so fast. La- last names are important? I didn't. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those on Facebook Live, greetings, greetings to you. Big up, uh, Mr. Flavors, Paul. Welcome, welcome. Um, Dora, how are you? Greetings, from Brazil and to Radio Cristal um, down in, in, in Brazil. Much love to you guys there. Now, yeah, so, all right, so, all right, so we know the middle, we know the last names. I don't know if middle names are important um, in, in, in the grand scheme of things. But I think you're right. We don't really get to know each other which is which is what dating is supposed to be right you know you we're dating 100%. so it becomes well that's when we're finding out if the person's married oh that's important if the too. person's right <laughs> i see so i treat so I, I work with so many women that are like 
I had no idea he was married. Okay, well, how quickly did you jump into the intimacy with this person that you weren't doing all of the other things like maybe getting to know their friends, them getting, you know, and they're like, but it just, it just felt right. Well, of course it does. I mean, here's the thing is, let's just call the elephant out in the room. All right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and back me up if I'm wrong here, Kevin. Okay. Men are thinking about sex. If they're attracted to you, they're thinking about it. It doesn't mean that they're going to act right on it, but it does at some point cross their mind. Mm -hmm. And if she's willing to give it so early, that doesn't mean, ladies, that therefore he's going to keep you. He may take it, but I think that's a big problem I see, at least for a lot of the women that I work with, is they get too involved in the intimacy part first and then become emotionally attached to them. All right. So and then doing everything they can to please him, but then getting mad when they're not getting it in return. So because I live in a place where it's not necessarily about a right or a wrong, but an understanding of what is happening here and, and what we're going through. Um, Yes, I think generally men are considered to look for sex. But I have met some women in my time that that is where they have gone even before I knew it. I, I was just, oh, this is where this is what we're doing? Okay, cool. I'm down. Let's do this. Yay me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that much less work for me to do um, to get to this point. No, real, real talk. I, I, I have, I have had situations where I have met someone on the same night, and we have gone there, and we are great friends still today. I have met people that I have never gone there with, and we are not so great friends today, and some which were excellent friends today. So. For me, it is not necessarily a right or wrong thing, but let's understand where we're going with this relationship. And thank you. I think what ends up being lost is the communication of where we want to go. Um, you mentioned getting to the point of, of, of sex and he doesn't want her for more than just that. But the flip, the reverse happens too. Where a woman will say, boy, yeah, I'm going to get laid and uh, I'll call him again next month when I'm ready again. And guy comes in and he thinks, okay, she looks great. So that's a win. That checks off. The, the the main item on my list. So this will be my partner. So now he's all in. And he got the cookie jackpot. Right? But they're not at the same place. Because she is like, yo, I am not down with you like that. I just want you for the servicing. Well, you know... I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing, and here's why. As long as people are upfront about what their intentions are and they're real clear, that way it gives you 
mm-hmm. the opportunity to see if that's something that you're interested in or not. I'm all for people being honest about what they want. Where people have problems is when they start playing games. And it's not even sometimes necessarily a conscious game. It's more of, I'm not clear of what I want So I'll jump all in and then realize I've jumped too far and back out. And then there's all kinds of problems. So I think when people are interested in dating someone, they need to be real clear of what it is that they're wanting right now in their life. And then be real clear with the person that they're meeting and having initial conversation with. All right. So... Let's look at it even less sexual because people meet people all the time. Right. And for me, typically, if I'm going to get to that point of, of, of intimacy in our relationship where there's a sexual component, I, I generally like for us to be friends first. That way, if that part of the relationship doesn't work out, we still have something to fall back on. So yes. as a result, the majority of my exes and I are still friends today. That, that's just me. Now, that doesn't really work with everybody. But, right. <laughs> you know, what, whatever floats your boat, that is your thing. You know, people break up and that, in, that is like you write them out of life completely. That's it. Right, that's why we have movies about it, right? I mean, when you think of the movie Waiting to Exhale and um, Angela Bassett blows up or or catches her husband's car on fire with all of his clothes. Right. I mean, women cheered. I cheered, you know. My mom and I were in that theater. Ah, You know, I wouldn't do that. But, I mean, that stuff isn't just in the movies because people haven't done it. They do it all the time. I I think men cringed everywhere as women cheered when that happened. (laughs) (laughs) I, for one, was like, are they serious? That's, that's, that right there tells me that I should just only have friends and, and not get <laughs> any closer than that with a woman. Because if it goes sideways, I could lose my car, my clothes, and everything that we have to split in half ends up being in half like in the War of the Roses. You know, somebody's going to take well, a chance yeah, on the middle. if you did it the way her husband did. Yeah. You know, he was having an affair on his wife. So if you do it that way, you know, I'm sorry if your stuff gets caught on fire, but it might. <laughs> and <laughs> here we go again, even looking at that. So is it to say women don't cheat? No, that's not true. So the 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 the... the what is generally seen when people look at relationships and when relationships fail? The perspective is that the men, the man, or the men always cheat. So the man in the relationship was the one that cheated. Bless up, brother Gary. Um, welcome, welcome to the broadcast. It is the man that cheats, and that is and the relationship fails. So the belief is that. A failed relationship is the man's fault. Now, let's look at it from a male and a female perspective. Your view on the reasons for breakups. (laughs) Yeah, my reason for breakups is that the breakdown of communication has happened. 
Look, it's not one thing to love someone. We can love someone who's absolutely awful to us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, though, that when we trust someone. So when trust has been broken and communication is broke down and people are no longer talking, that's generally when relationships start to go sideways. And then the longer the parties decide not to talk about it or deal with whatever elephant may be in the room, and I mean, sometimes conversations between couples are uncomfortable it's sometimes uncomfortable to have conversation with coworkers or a boss but they have to be had in order for those things to be sustainable and go long term all right so i i I think it is not fair to ask you a question about the reason why from a female perspective because you have an enlightened female perspective being who (laughs) you are as dr kelly brown you know <laughs> so would you uh, so i could probably use examples of people that have come to me yeah how about uh, we do that let's dumb it down a little like. bit <laughs> yeah so let's usually, normalize it right women tend to go talk about it a lot to other people and specifically like their girlfriends or you know so i used to do divorce mediation Okay. And what I would hear is that the the wife would come in and she would tell me about every single one of her friends divorces and that's why her divorce should be the way it is because of what she's heard from her friends. I understand our friends, they want to have our back. They want to, you know, have our best interests. So they'll hear these stories and feed her information not knowing the whole story. You're only hearing her side. You're not hearing whatever may be happening at home or whatever the female's doing at home that might be causing the discord in the relationship. So um, females are much more likely to go talk about it with other people than most men won't. They usually keep that to themselves and try to figure out how they can fix it in their own head. They're not going to go around and talk about it. Hmm. So I don't know if that answers your question. So, so the majority of your clients are female, right? Uh, no, I have both male and female. So I'm just drawing from female experience right now. Oh, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. All right. Since yeah. since we're leveling the playing field a little bit, you're you're using that perspective versus a Dr. Killery Brown because you know I I have a DJ before my name and it's a DR. So That's we're right. already. <laughs> uneven <laughs> on this playing field <laughs> much love Paul thank you <laughs> exactly but you know so here we are and because like you said women tend to talk more about it but what I have come to realize is that we men talk a lot about our relationships too we just talk about a little bit differently. <laughs> so here it is. This woman or these women are saying, hey, you know, my friends' relationships broke up like this. Their divorces went like this. So mine is to go like this too. When, and then men typically come together and say, well, a woman is supposed to. 
and that ends up being the gospel. Now, the men that have come to you in your practice, you can put on like your doctor hat now. <laughs> the men that have come to you in your practice, what has their typical perspective been when they're saying, you know, the relationship has failed and this is the cause? It is not because he cheated. How many of them actually come and say it is because she wouldn't talk to me? Um, the thing that's interesting about the men that come see me is different than the man who doesn't come see me. And here's why. The men that are willing to come and talk to me are the ones that really want to save their relationship. So they're willing to do the uncomfortable thing and come talk about their feelings with me, which is, that's something that it's been my experience. Men aren't that comfortable just going deep down into their emotional side. So if a man's going to come to me and say, Hey, I want to work on my relationship with my girlfriend or my wife. I know he's really serious about that. And so that's, that's what we'll do. Oh, we're, we're supposed to have feelings in these relationships? Yeah. We're not just supposed to make them happen? We're not just supposed to go and, you know, and, and work and, and bring the money? Not just the, hey, baby, I'm feeling good tonight. <laughs> we're supposed to be buff-bodied and, and, and fat-walleted. <laughs> Isn't... Are you kidding me? <laughs> we definitely need to talk about any of the women you're seeing. <laughs> Is it is it that generally how it it is seen? The, the men are supposed to be the the providers, so their wallets are supposed to be fat and thick, and the women are supposed to be the the caregivers. So we keep them at home, barefoot and pregnant. It's that that's a, that's the perspective. Here's, here's the thing that I learned when I was doing divorce mediation: whether it was the husband coming to initiate the divorce or the wife coming to initiate the divorce, it was the same standard. The men were worried about their wallet. I don't want her to get any of my money. <laughs> the women were, don't let him take my babies from me. It's, so there's just a huge difference in men and women. A woman would rather live in her car as long as she could take care of her kids. And a man would rather live in his car than to part with his money. And I'm not using that as a judgment mm -hmm. or anything, but that's just what I saw. So, Standardly. basically, you're saying men and women value the, the value things that come as a result of the relationship differently. Yes. And that men typically have a higher value when it comes to things, tangible things, including money and possessions, and women when it comes to their children. But I'm a put me in it again i fight with my son's mother all the time about me getting time with them and in my opinion she uses them as best as she can to <laughs> attack me whenever she can because you know yeah that, that's that is my Achilles the heel. side that happens so, and the man will do the same right He'll withhold money if she's needing the money. You know, I've seen men do this, withhold it. Like, you know, I pay her child support. Who cares? 
not realizing this is about but, the child. So where do we, where do we as grown, mature adults back up and say, how can we work together for the betterment of our child? So our child comes up with some, you know, healthy yeah. relationship skills. Right. So the, when it comes to money, I, you know, if it's going to my money going to her and my, for me, from when it comes to money going for my children, that's <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's now when I give it to you and my kids don't get what they're supposed to get, that becomes a problem. But outside of that, I will work until days are done and they need to invent new days to get money to make sure that my kids are okay. You know. <laughs> And and right. So until then, you just mark off the calendar until they're eighteen. <laughs> well, for me, it is making sure to develop individuals that when they get to eighteen, they can start to take care of me. <laughs> that is the investment, and <laughs> the return <laughs> on the investment. investment. The return on the investment is yeah yeah. It comes with grooming, you know. Come on now, <laughs> you know about <laughs> grooming, Doctor Killer Brown. Come on. <laughs> You're like, here's this contract I want you to sign so that when you're 18, you take care of daddy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you know, when you're in the house and you're sitting in the chair and the remote is just on the other chair and you call them out of their room in the back so that they can get the remote and they go, but it's right there. Well, so are you. That's why we have children. Get me the remote. Oh, Come on now. <laughs> or when they get to the age where they can drive. I, I I never forget this. My father figure had this down to a science because his son and I are months apart. And when we got to learner's permit age in Jamaica, since he's older than me, he got his permit first. Then later on down in the year, I got mine. Then he got his driver license first. And then the following year, because my birthday is in November, the following year, I got mine. This man never drove again. Wow. <laughs> see, that's why Good we got for you. Him. This is why we have you. <laughs> you are going to drive. And I'm going to teach you to drive. So that I, and I'm going to make sure that I'm the one that teaches you because I want you to be able to drive the way that I drive. <laughs> 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 so that I will be comfortable in the car you know now a, a, a mother I guess looks at it differently because even I've, I've met women that said boy you know I, I, I can't teach my child to drive you know I'm, I'm too scared to teach my child to drive so that's their father's job and in the in the realm of the relationship it's a successful relationship when they can identify that this is his job and he says yes this is my job because this is her job when we crash the car she'll make sure that the insurance takes care of whatever it needs to take <laughs> care of you know, there's a question posted here in the stew pot and um for those on on, on Facebook Live, we're going to part company. Use the link that is pinned in the comment section to kevinstew.com. 
And I also need to give you all the number to call. 773-789-STU. 773-789-7839. I'll give it to you once more. 773-789-7839. You can call and um, participate in this dialogue that, that, that Dr. Kelly Ray Brown and I are having as we look at relationship perspectives. Now, of course, we're going to go off on some tangents from time to time, but that's okay because it's real talk. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what we do so those on facebook live come on over to kevinstew.com for the remainder of this broadcast you it you can remain anonymous you don't have to give your name um it's where we have acceptance through enlightenment and it's a judgment-free zone so we take comments we take your questions and you know we take all perspectives and look at them with an open and objective mind there's a question here Thank you, Marlon, for for this question. Um, Facebook Live, deuces to you. Come on over. Let me close this out real quickly. Um, and and thank you, thank you, Paul, for that comment on a very inter- interesting topic. Um, here we go. So, Marlon asks, people always. Well, Marlon says, people always ask me, what did I do? why I am single. So, oh, Like he's done something wrong. So this now speaks to the, how, it is, how it's viewed that, and, and this comes back to what I was talking about earlier, with the man had to do something in the relationship for the relationship to end. So the perspective on, this relation, on relationships out there seems to be, the general consensus seems to be that the man has to do have to have done something or has to do something in order for a relationship to fail well he does and so does she ah you know so that's it right there <laughs> the, and so does she yeah it's not it's not one you know even even if it comes down to i know we mentioned cheating earlier if it comes down to cheating mm-hmm. and you've been in a long term relationship Usually it's because there's been a breakdown in that relationship and that connection and communication that has caused one person to feel like they're no longer valuable or, you know, those kinds of feelings that come up. So then they go seek it elsewhere. So for the question, great question about, you know, what did you do wrong that you're single? I just... And I know that's not what they said, but they want to know why you're still single. Mm. That's a really interesting question because it could be anything. Maybe Marlon was working on building his career. You know, maybe mm. he was recovering from an unhealthy relationship. But, you know, I've only seen him on a date once or twice. Don't know that he really needs to reveal that to me right now. <laughs> Right. You know, because we're still getting to know each other's names and what we like. We're not, you know, tell me about the time you were born and all the trauma you lived through. I mean, that's <laughs> that comes with time, you know. Oh, you know, I don't need that trauma. I'll just sleep with you. That's good. We can talk about it next time. <laughs> let's 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 look at that for a moment. Trauma. Do you find that Trauma is viewed differently because if, if anybody thinks that 
this is not something to be looked at in relationships. I, I believe they are sadly mistaken. Do you think trauma is viewed differently by men and women? I think it is in some ways, probably depending on what the trauma is. You know, when we think about our military veterans that come home that have Mm -hmm. experienced the things that they've experienced, they definitely have experienced trauma and and being a man, they want to, they don't want to necessarily put that on their spouse. They, because they feel like they have to have a persona of being strong and, you know, not able to share that they're not okay. You know, that's, again, these are all beliefs that we have or rules that we assume. Mm. Women generally just are easier to talk more about feelings than than guys are. And I think that's a big thing between relationships. I think that's like the biggest breakdown of relationships. People want to say it's because of money. You know, they fight over money. No, they're not fighting over money. They're fighting over not being able to communicate and compromise and come to some kind of you know, mutual respect and agreement with one another on how they're going to handle their business. You know, Mm. each one generally comes with, well, no, this is the way it should be. And the other one's like, no, this is the way it should be. And so you just clash heads. And next thing you know, my relationship ended because we fought over money. Well, which is what the fight was about, but not specifically what, the fight was about it was more about the management of money versus the division or the sharing up of funds exactly so it's like a business relationship i know i talked about this on my show talking about dating being like an interview for a job and yeah you know we have our applications for you know i mean your online profile is your application in the dating world right mm-hmm. so when it comes to your relationship in some ways there's aspects of it that are like running a business you know you have to make sure that you have money to continue operating the business which means both parties need to sit down and allocate how they're going to spend the funds and if those aren't being done right we need to come back to the table and we need to talk about this and find out why this is not happening you know i have uh I know of someone who their spouse happens to um, have bipolar. So oftentimes Mm. people who are bipolar can have almost somewhat of an addictive type personality, meaning that when they get into a manic state, there's a possibility that they, one of the things they do is spend a lot of money. They go (laughs) shopping, like they're trying to, kick that endorphin, that dopamine up that Mm -hmm. makes them feel good because they're now in this manic state. Well, that doesn't work very well if they're depleting the family funds, right? Right. So at some point, you either need to take charge of the money and say, okay, I know this is a business, but clearly you're not able to be the CFO of this company. (laughs) How about if we let you, you know, be... I don't know, chief operation officer over all of the rest of the duties here. But Right, right. So those are tough conversations, but we have to have those conversations. 
I I want to turn this whole relationship perspective thing on top of its head in in some some type of a way in that when looking at relationship perspectives instead of looking at it from opposite sides of a coin to stay on your side of the coin and look at your side of the coin from the opposite side of the coin. In other words, tapping into a, a, a section or tapping into empathy in a very different type of way. I was reading an article about that and thought, yo, this is really interesting. So here I am with my partner and I'm talking about how um, I, I, I don't like the way you wear your hair anymore. So Dr. Kerby, you are my partner, as, as, as Danny Walker affectionately calls you, Dr. Kerby. <coughs> so you are my partner and you used to wear your hair a certain way when we met and now you decided to change it and <sighs> I don't like the way you wear your hair anymore. And, it's, and because of that, just causing a strain on our relationship because I'm telling you, I don't like the way you, re- you wear your hair anymore and you're, you don't care about it because it's the way you like to wear your hair now. And I feel that you don't love me anymore because you're not listening to me. Well, first of all, Kevin, I would never ask you to wear my hair. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I, I hope that helps us, you know, move forward. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this is the thing, though. Here's here's how I'm I'm thinking based on this article to turn this over on its head. Whereas I now step into your shoes, and as I am talking about you not doing the things the way that I always liked it as it related to your hair. Ask the question, wait a minute. Did because I stopped working out and I put on a little weight on my tummy, does this change the way you look at me? Mm. So I grew up hearing the thing, take the hearing the saying, take the the splinter out your eye before you talk about the beam in someone else's boy that's the true statement yeah we used to say uh or still do is while you're pointing the finger realize that you have three pointing several pointing back at you right so to look at 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 to address relationships and i'm and i'm not just talking about the you're my girl i'm your guy relationship i'm talking about you are my friend. And I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about someone that you just know and occasionally talk to as you pass out. No, that, that's an acquaintance. I'm saying friend, as in the true sense of the word friend. You know, when you are down in the muck and you call them up 
they are the ones that jump down in there with you to help you out. Yes. You know, these people know where your skeletons are buried. This this kind of a friend. And you have to be that, right? That's yeah, part of a successful relationship because otherwise then we put a lot of assumptions onto our partner. We 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 elevate them at a level that they have no room to grow, no room to to be any different. But our friends, we give them grace. True. As they change. So why is it that we don't hold those so standards for our partner? And I want to come back to that because I I I, I think that is very important in relationships on a whole. Um just to make sure that people get the idea of putting themselves in their partner's shoes and looking back at themselves as they talk about that thing. That thing when their partner is is, is looking stressed but they don't know what they're stressed about and instead of saying come on get over it you know it was just it was just a car (laughs) or it was it was just a pool cue you can go buy another cue so your partner loves to play pool and they say for example got their cue from their favorite uncle and someone stole it or it broke or something. Now, me, I don't own a lot of things. There are, but the very few things that I own, I cherish dearly because I don't place a lot of emphasis on things. But there are things that I own that I cherish dearly. And if, if something happens with one of those things, I, I, it's kind of like losing a child. You know, it hurts deeply. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, if my partner cannot empathize with me to a level where they can understand that, hey, I know how you're feeling. Let us work to get through this. And and this might be far-fetched, but the University of, of, of New England did a whole study on it. And, and so it's, it's kind of a, a working model. To get to the point where you can hear the tone in your partner's voice or in your friend's voice and know exactly where they're going with what they're saying. And so to be to put yourself in a position that you can either be there to support them or to recognize what is coming and act in such a way to avoid discord. What a utopia you'd, we'd live in if we could do that. Right. Well, part of that is not making it personal. And I know that sounds really funny, but All right. if you come to me because you're upset about something, I need to allow you to have that feeling and not make it about me. Turn it around on my head to say, well, you know what happened to my day today was this. Because then it almost devalues you what you're going through. It's we have to be able to sometimes hold space with somebody when they're 
going through something and sometimes not fixing it or trying to make it better and just being with them can be the best gift that we could give our partner. But, but Dr. Kelly, here's the thing. And this puts us back in a position where we end up having different perspectives looking in because you say not making it personal. Typically, it is the man in the relationship that looks at this situation and applies logic and the woman that comes in and applies emotion. So to say, let's not look at it and not, let's not take it personal. Typically, it would be the female in the relationship that is taking it personal. Yeah, I would agree. Here's one of the things that um, is really helpful to women to know is men are fixers, right? So if I Mm. was to come home, Kevin, and just tell you, oh, my gosh, honey, I just had the worst day. You can't believe the way my boss treated me in that. And and you're hearing all of the story, mm-hmm. but immediately you're in your mind thinking, well, that's terrible. She shouldn't have to do that. Just quit your job. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And I say, are you kidding me? I love my job. What do you mean I should? And your head now wants to explode because you're like, but you just had this day. <laughs> Right? right, right. So, f- I if I came home and I'm like, "Hey, honey, I had a really rough day. Is it okay if I share that with you? I'm not needing you to fix anything. I, I don't want to quit my job. I just need to kind of verbalize and get this out of my head so that we can have a good night." Oh, so then that is how that is pretty much then how. The, 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 the conversation needs to start. That's how the dialogue needs to start. It needs to start right, this Right, because then you can step back and say, I don't got to fix nothing. I don't got to go beat somebody up. I don't got to go slash somebody's tires or whatever because she's just told me she needs to express this. You know, I've, I've addressed many aspects of relationships over the course of the... 10 years that I've been doing this. And one common thing that comes back without fail is communication and how we do that, how we communicate. So here you're saying, coming in as the woman, I want you to listen, not just to hear what, how my day went and what happened. I want you to listen. Which means I do want you to actively participate in this story. However, I don't want you to fix it. Now, me, man, fixer, man with club, man with hammer, um, I am going to have to learn how to rest my tools down. And I don't care where you are in your relationship, whether it be a marriage, a dating, a best friends. When I use relationship, I'm talking as it is as it defines all types of how people interact: cousins, siblings, parent, child, whatever. I don't care where you are in your relationship. When you go to someone and you start having dialogue with them, 
feel free to tell them what it is that you're expecting of them in this dialogue. 100%. This is how I feel about it. I truly feel this way. And it is something that we are not taught to do in our society at all. We are not taught how to communicate. And I think because of that, we end up having this here, what we have titled this show, Relationship Perspectives. We end up having different sides coming into our relationships. And oftentimes, those different perspectives are what causes clashes. And we don't know how to navigate that different perspective in such a way that we can share with that other person that I'm not against you, but this is why I have this mindset. And to understand, for all parties involved, to understand that we can grow into this relationship and I say this all the time. With growth comes change. Anything that, that isn't changing, then it isn't growing. And if it is not growing, it is stagnant. Anything that is stagnant is dead. So in summary, if you're not growing, you're not changing. If you're not changing, you're dead. Or <laughs> if you're not changing, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're dead. Now, Either way, you're dead. Either way, there is some death there. Now, me as DJ Kevin saying that to you, Dr. Kelly Ray, how do you take that? Is that something that is, boy, you know, I can understand that versus I see that as right or wrong, but I can understand where you're coming from and can relate. Is, is, is that right. how you take it? Well, um, body language is a, a big thing too. Mm. Right, our mm. body language says so much more than sometimes the words that we speak. Yes, yes. So if I come home and want to talk about my day, and I tell you the verbiage, "Oh, honey, I had a really tough day, and I'd really like to be able to talk to you about that," and babe, I don't need you to fix it at all. Can you just hear me? And you're sitting over at the TV, or you're on your phone, or you're on your computer, or whatever you're doing. And you're like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then turn back to whatever you're doing. Yeah, I'm hearing you. And <laughs> but that is that true, though. Language. That is a true statement, though. I am hearing you. Right, but there's something about again. We're talking emotions, right? So my spouse or you've come home and you're telling me. Mm-hmm. That you had her, man, you're not going to believe the day I had. And I just turn around and say, uh-huh. Yeah, you're hearing I'm me. now saying that your feelings aren't important. And so for women, we're going to look at you in the eye. We're going to want to know by you looking at us is telling us that mm-hmm. you're hearing us, even if you're not. Yes. More so than if you're turning away from us or us turning away from you. There shouldn't be something so important on my phone or on my computer and if there is like if i'm in a meeting like tonight with you then i would have to let my partner know hey i'm definitely there for you when this is over i'd love to hear about your day and this is why i i I said earlier when communicating that active 
listening versus hearing. And far too often we hear what 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 people are saying, but we don't listen to what they're saying. Right, because we hear from where we want to respond. Yeah. And and it 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 kinda just fizzles out and, and, and goes somewhere. And I guess over time with communicating with people, we have managed to give just enough to make it seem like we're there, but we're not really. Now, let's go back to that successful relationship. Because we we just touched on the fact that <laughs> we're not communicating right at all <laughs> in many of our relationships. <laughs> because, as you said, men are fixers. So we go to our friends and we tell them a story, our male friends, and we tell them a story. And they're like, all right, so here's what you should do as first response. And we go to our female friends or our spouses and it becomes, oh no, oh no, come rest on my shoulder. Let me hug you. And I don't want a hug. I want a fix. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, this is beautiful. I'm so glad you're saying this because at some point we need to understand that our spouse is not the end all be all for us, right? Sometimes you just know, you just need your girlfriends now mm. to, to talk about this because we're all going to sit around with our girlfriend who's having a hard day and be like, oh girl, I know, I feel you. Oh, that happened to me too. And we're all going to just, at the end of this conversation, feel really good. But if we were going to go to our husband or guy friends and talk about this, we're going to get so irritated because he's going to try to be rational about it. He's going to try to be logical about how we should handle it. And it's like, I don't want that. I just want to feel what I feel right now. So I think that's really important, too, that we also maintain those outside relationships, our friends, you know, so that you can have guys night or whatever and just talk about and solve the world problems and the girls will do it too, but from a different perspective. All right. So I, I, I throughout my life have gotten into trouble for this. The majority of my friends are female. And I don't know if it is because I'm more in touch with my feminine side or because I have evolved to be a listening man. I, whatever reason it is, that's what it is. And so I will have one of those reasoning sessions with one of my girlfriends. Now, the average guy that doesn't have a lot of female friends that goes and talks with a female it is believed by both genders that men and women cannot be friends. So that guy that is going to talk to that woman is looking for or 
it is said that they're going to end up in something more than just a friendship. Is this... Would this really be a good way to look at that relationship perspective? through a, a woman's from a woman's perspective as as a man having done it my my views are skewed i'll just say that off the bat <laughs> so you might have to well, answer from that's both sides that's a really good point to to bring up and i really think that that's an individual call right so if for instance a man or a woman is susceptible to being insecure so then they're jealous Mm. those kinds of things, then they're going to have a really hard time fathoming that men and women could be friends because maybe they've never been friends. My best friend, I've been friends with him for 30-something years, and we've only been just best friends. We laugh. We've survived more relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because of our friendship. and. And so we both have experienced that as well. When he starts dating, he's just real clear out the get-go, hey, my best friend is female. You know, Mm -hmm. and he's not saying that to try to throw her off, but he wants to be honest about it too. So to see where she feels about that. Because it's like, I'm not giving up my best friend for 30 years Mm. You know, for a couple of dates, you know. Right, right. <laughs> so no. I absolutely believe men and women could be friends, platonic friends, for a very long time. I believe that they can be friends even when each one of them get partners. But that has to be something that's communicated. And it also has to be what is it that each person believes about that, whether they can be friends or not. Mm. You mentioned jealousy. <laughs> now, I don't think either party, either gender, views jealousy any differently. For that one, I think there is 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 no real perspective that is different. They are looking through the same glass on that one when it comes to jealousy. Right. That's just, it's an insecurity lens that we're looking through. And so when we're insecure looking through that lens, then we're, we're going to find it, right? Because that's all we're thinking about. You see, I, I, I remember doing some self-work and looking at jealousy and I had to ask the question, why am I jealous? And, of course, because I do real talk, with that being a question that I have asked myself before, I had to address it as a topic. So I've looked at what is jealousy and why we become jealous and such. And my takeaway from that was just what you said. It's an insecurity. Because, no, I am comparing myself with someone else and asking, what is it that they have that I don't? Without looking at the flip side of that same question, what is it that I have that they don't? And instead of being jealous, being confident in that thing. 
Now, if there are someone that if if that person is someone that has everything, then you know you kind of left out in the cold. But <laughs> because everybody has everything, right? right? I mean, we live in a world where infinite possibilities <laughs> of who and what we can have. <laughs> and and that leads to that leads to something else. That leads to uh, another relationship dynamic that I've yet again I've addressed. I tell you, Doctor Kellery, I have addressed just about everything on this broadcast. Here comes alternate lifestyles, as, as they're considered alternate lifestyles. And so, with even looking at no one person can meet all the needs of any one person, here comes these other people that play their roles. And sometimes, you find individuals that swing. And they swing because... Their partner doesn't do this kind of thing in bed. So they swing. But it ends up being that they and their partner would end up talking about it. And because they're comfortable in themselves and in their relationship, they can say, okay, let's do this. But you know I'm not doing that, so you go find someone to do that with. And they go out together and they swing. And then you have the others that are polyamorous that say, and then that takes you into this whole other realm of many possibilities of relationships. You have your countertop polyamory or, or your tabletop polyamory, kitchen table polyamory. You have your V relationships. You have your triads. You have your all kinds of different relationships when it comes to that. And one of the things that I have found when it comes to relationships like those compared to your traditional um, monogamous relationship is something we've touched on earlier, communication. And it is not to say that in these relationships, jealousy doesn't exist. But what you find existing even more is communication. And so... Now, you have, looking at relationship perspectives, now you're looking at different types of relationships. Now you're looking at a monogamous relationship versus an alternative relationship or, or specifically a polyamorous relationship if you want to take two and have compare and contrast. And so you have here one where people look at it and say people should just understand that we're in a relationship and things are supposed to go this way versus another which says we are in a relationship, so we need to talk about how this will go. And people generally look on and say, because that is not what is traditionally done in my neck of the woods, that is wrong. Versus, let me try to understand what that is and see if there's anything I can take out of that and put into my relationship. Because that, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that, but if it is working for them, there might be something in there that I can use. It doesn't have to be the whole thing. So, when it comes to relationship styles, do you find that men and women, I don't know how many of, 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 of these you've done any work with, if any at all, do you find men and women looking at monogamous relationships or non-monogamous relationships differently 
Yes, because think of tradition, right? Mm -hmm. Each person coming to the relationship has had their own set of beliefs or patterns or habits or traditions. And we like to think that the way we were raised or brought up or the things that we did and believe are the right way, right? Mm-hmm. And then this other person comes, but then they have things that are different. So that's where we can get some clashes that happen. Okay. But it all comes down to how can we maybe blend some of these traditions? How could, like you talked about empathy, look at on the other side of the coin. Maybe you and I, some of our traditions are different, but what if we talked about that? What if, what if we created something bringing both of those, bridging those two together to create for our own family, our own relationship, whatever that may be. You know, there's couples that are monogamous and maybe 10, 15 years into the relationship decide that they want to, as you say, uh, swing. Mm-hmm. That is a That is something that needs to be talked about for a very long time before actually stepping into the playground. Do you find, sorry, I was asking, do you find that the men and women that you've worked with view that kind of thing differently? No, because I've had some that have lived that lifestyle. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is if one has been in the lifestyle or been in the lifestyle before and one has not, that can be a problem. Got you. But if they've both been in the lifestyle or they've not been both in the lifestyle and they want to, there's a possibility that that could work out mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. You know, as they use the term to be evenly yoked, you know, when they talk about it in the Bible, it's not necessarily a religious statement. It's like, are we on the same page in a lot of ways? Can right. I trust you? Can you trust me? That's even, you mentioned that earlier and I didn't go back to it. You think, you see men and women viewing trust differently? I think each person views trust based on their life's experiences. That's how they have whatever their level of trust is. Mm. You know, for example, if a woman's been in unhealthy relationships repeatedly, she's probably not going to be quite as trusting with you unless she's worked through those things. And Mm. the same for a man. There's some men where they will have a relationship that goes sideways and doesn't work out, and they may not get involved in a relationship for a very long time because they're not willing to take that chance to be vulnerable again and to open themselves up again. Because yet again, they have not done the work to work out whatever it was that they are feeling as this relationship has ended. You know, I I don't think I've said it on this broadcast yet, but I am quite the advocate for therapy. Now, many, you may not know this about Caribbean men, or Jamaican men specifically. I can talk about Jamaican men specifically. Having grown up in Jamaica and moved to the United States as an adult, 
the thought of going to a therapist was not in an quote-unquote normal person's list of things to do. Because to go to a therapist, you would have to be, something would have to be wrong with you mentally. Versus going to a therapist because things are right and you'd like to keep them that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. Right. Do we want to put more gas in the car before the gas tank runs out? Or is it just better that the tank run out and we break down on the side of the road and wait for somebody to bring us some gas? But Dr. Kelly, you have to understand the E on that gas, that, that gas meter is for enough. <laughs> but you have a it's, a it's a very good point and many of us don't see that the mental as something that that needs to be treated as well as our dental and our physical so we'll go to the dentist and we'll go to a general practitioner but to go to a mental doctor, something would have to be wrong with you. Yeah, it's funny. I remember Donnie asking me one time on my show, what is the hardest thing about getting clients to come to my practice? And I said, the hardest thing is for them to show up. Mm-hmm. It's not working with them. Yeah, because so many people talk themselves out of it for the same reason that you described how maybe Jamaican men, I don't know what about Jamaican women if it's the same way, but here I've had people from India, I've had people from all over the world, and there's a common denominator of what you say, somehow we've either been verbally told or it's an unspoken rule that somehow we've adopted, Mm -hmm. that if we talk about our feelings or go to a counselor or something, then surely we must be crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but yet still and what if we're going to not be crazy anymore wouldn't that be cool exactly but the very same things that we're going to our counselor to talk about is the same thing that we're talking to our friends about the only difference is right. that yes. counselor and is trained saying, to deal with it Ooh, that just gets me all fired up is when <laughs> I see people go and tell their problems to their family about their spouse so mm. <laughs> That is not okay in my book because what if I was to go to my family, again, using you and I just as an example, Mm -hmm. and I go complain about, oh, man, Kevin this, Kevin that, Kevin this. My family, because they're my family, immediately (laughs) are going to be like, that guy's a clown. We don't want him around. And so then that makes me feel better because they have my back, right? Right. But then you and I get through the drama and we're fine and we're, you know, honeymooners again. And my family's like, what do you mean you're back with that clown again? You know, I thought he treated No, you don't understand. We just had an argument. Mm-hmm. Why put your family on that roller coaster? Leave them out of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, we're always, we're all taught that family has your back no matter what. Blood is thicker than water. We're all taught this. Here's the thing. And it seems to go over most of our heads. When we get involved in that relationship with that other person and we end up getting married, 
they're still not blood. And through that union, whether you, you are married or, or, or not, and you have a child, you bring a child into this world, where is your family at that point? Your family now becomes that unit, you, that partner, and that child. So where is the blood that is thicker than the water at that point? And I don't think we'll we'll look at it. I love that point that you bring up because it's like, well, yeah, we're a unit until you upset me and then I'm going to go tell my mom or I'm going to go tell my sister or something. But it even gets further than that. As even older adults, you're you're done with, with... bearing children or even wanting to and you meet someone and you become that partner you've agreed to that partnership that relationship that is 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 just you or just you and whomever depending on the type of relationship that you're in um but you have committed to each other you're still not blood but that is your family. So, where does the blood is thicker than water come in when that is happening? Because no, this becomes the person that has your back no matter what because your family is out there dealing with their family units. So, you're left with what? Right. And then it comes down to the family unit will always gather together and then they'll say it's the outsiders that are causing all the problems. Okay. It's the non-family family members. So who becomes the outsider members. at that point? Who is the outsider at that point? Because once you decide <laughs> that you're going to commit to that person for even if your commitment because you don't know the future as far as you as long as you commit as far as you know it is for the rest of your life that com- your life may end the moment after you commit. So Yep. Who is the outsider at that point? <laughs> they become the outsider. Again, just using you and I as example. I hope you don't mind me doing this. No, I was one that but started it. I'm I- fine with it. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. So you and I, we become a family. But then you and I have a difference. And I tell my family because that's my family now. Because I'm not happy with you. Oh, but then so, you and I are happy again, so now we're back to being family. Oh, okay. Again. So being an outsider is dependent on how happy you are at that moment. Exactly. I mean, and that's how it works. It's like who can we throw under the bus? We're not going to throw our kinfolk who have been with us since we were toddlers. And so that makes that person that you met in kindergarten that is still your friend today very much your family 100 percent. but they're not blood <laughs> that's some yeah, thick water <laughs> yeah that is some thick water it's not muddy but it is definitely <laughs> <thick>. <laughs> Well, and sometimes people stay with family for the sake of being with family, and that family is not healthy, too. That's, you know, another thing, whether you're staying with a family who's an alcoholic or somebody who's abusing drugs or, you know, beating dad or mom or whatever. I mean, 
they might be your family, but I don't know that you need to necessarily stay around that either. So I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking as we're talking and I'm like, boy, I'm, I, there's so much I need to talk with Dr. Killery about on this broadcast. There are so many things that we need to address because, you know, now you're talking, you're, you're, you just raised the idea of the question, who in our lives are toxic? Because that family that you grew up having some of those very same individuals are in your ear all the time about every relationship you get into because they have been single their whole life. <laughs> so that makes them the expert. Every relationship they've had, they, it has failed. So they're telling you that whomever comes into your life is, means you no good. Who is toxic in your life? <laughs> you know, these are, ooh, Dr. Kelly, right? <laughs> <sighs> boy, oh boy. Right, and and they say that because they love you and they want to protect you and keep you safe from getting hurt, right? <laughs> See, no, you're I mean, that's the umbrella the that they would say it as. That but is like, the umbrella. Yeah. But is that more self-serving because they are unhappy they you know misery loves company so it sure does <laughs> you know where do you fall in this whole thing are you just miserable and looking for someone to be miserable with you <sighs> dr kelly ray brown we started out on relationship perspectives and how men look <laughs> at things differently from women and this is where we end up um, now we're a family <laughs> 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 you know, uh, I and and anyone that has been listening to the real talk on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew for any period of time would have known that yes, we're going to come back around to it from time to time, but we're going to go other places and other places we have gone. Doctor Kelly Ray, I thank you for taking the time out to 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 hang out with me and to have fun with me tonight on Real Talk. You have made this broadcast real fun and really enlightening. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this has been fun. I'd like to touch one more thing if I could before Bye. we go. You know what? Go ahead. Have at it. Perfect. I love that we came back to family. We started with relationship, right? right? Dating, relationship, all that. And now we've come to family. Mm -hmm. In order to have successful relationships out in the future, we have to look at our family dynamics, meaning what are the beliefs that we've adopted? What are the patterns? What are the habits? What are the things that we've learned from our family? And we now say, this is who I am. Because that's who we're bringing to a potential partner, a potential date. And if there's things that we're not liking about that, then we need to do whoever that prospective future person is a favor and go heal that stuff. Go, go look at those beliefs that maybe no longer serve you here's, so that you can show up different. Here's one of the challenges with that, though. And... and I, I have seen this myself. When you start a relationship, 
and then start on this journey looking at those beliefs. And you end up as quote unquote, quote unquote, someone else. You have changed. This comes back to what I mentioned earlier. With growth comes change. Now, what a lot of people have done, and I've seen this over and over again. And again, I'm just a DJ, not a DR. <laughs> but I've seen where people enter into these relationships and think that this is where I entered the relationship. This is who I entered the relationship with. And if this changes, there ends the relationship because that is not what I signed up for. I right, so maybe know that right now that I'm not open to change at all. And then bring that to the table and see how well that goes. I love that. I mean, I know I'm being funny right. tongue-in-cheek here. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah. is the reality. If I mean, I've known people in my own life where one spouse continues to live life and explore different things, you know, traveling or whatever, and one's... Nope, I only want to eat this food. I only want to drink this beer. I only want to wear these clothes. And I only want this haircut. Wow. All right. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. Don't, don't get it twisted. I'm a creature of habit. I will get up every morning and have the same thing for breakfast. Of course, I will spice it up differently, but at the core of it, I'll generally have the same thing for breakfast every day. I will typically have generally the same thing for lunch every day. I generally have a salad. It's what I do. I have a hard-boiled egg every morning. That's what I do with my, my, my almond milk or my oat milk and my toast. That's basic for me. I do this every day and there are people that will look at me and go how do you do that every day that's just me i do that every day however when it comes to my mind that is ever evolving and so i believe that and and i have i have designed some kevin stewart shirts t-shirts and on one of them this one says have acceptance through enlightenment but nice. I have another one that says, from knowledge sprouts power. Mm -hmm. Because, and I use the hashtag FKSP. Because if we're learning, we're growing. And so coming back to the individuals in the relationship and one that just wants to stay this way. I don't see that relationship going anywhere. <laughs> that is that that's as far as that goes. And if 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 that other person that is constantly going places, because if you go in new places, you're going to be learning new things. If that person stays with that person, it is just out of the convenience of it. That's my right. opinion. I could be wrong. No, one hundred percent. I mean, and how thriving is that relationship? What do you have in common? What do you have to talk about? What do you have to experience? Well, how rich is your soil? Here's how I see what that relationship working. The one that travels a lot and explores things likes to talk and share those stories. And the one that likes to remain just blah 
likes to listen. So <laughs> you have a talker, you have a listener, and boom, that works out for them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I see that working. <laughs> and they're like, I'm never getting married again, so it's just cheaper to keep this one. <laughs> that too. But I, that, when, when you mentioned, you know, people, people addressing how they're brought up and, and those core beliefs that changes an individual. Once you start questioning something about yourself, be prepared for a change. And yes. you may not like that change. When I went to therapy for the very first time and I started recognizing and accepting certain things that I did and certain things about me, I was afraid to talk about it. Worse yet, I was afraid to come home and talk about it. Because... My partner did not sign up for that at all. <laughs> but therein comes a time when you have to either be true to someone else or be true to you. And you have right. to make that decision where you're going to, where, where your truth stands, where your truth lies, and who you're going to be truthful to. Because at some, way, some point in time, you're going to lie to somebody. <laughs> either you or them right but at the end of your last breath who are you going to be with you're going to be with you right so you better get real comfortable liking who you are and doing everything you can to nurture that and be the best version of yourself you know I, Dr. Phil talks about this it's not a 50-50 relationship it's a 100-100 both parties need to fuel it in order for it to run mm-hmm you know, and if one wants to be on empty or enough, as you said, <laughs> then it's probably not going to go very far. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, <laughs> for anyone listening to me right now, no, do not drive your car to it. That, that needle goes to enough. <laughs> it is not for enough. Just for clarification. <laughs> 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 Dr. Kelly Brown, please tell everyone how and where they can find you and your services. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. So my website is drkellyray.com. You can catch me on Facebook, Kelly Ray Brown. You can also catch me on Instagram at askdrkellyray or you can email me at drkellyray at gmail.com. Sweet. I want to thank you once again, um, Dr. Killary. This has been fun and enlightening. I, I, I can't. Amazing. I can't find the words. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and just so that people know, this is, is by no means scripted. I just said, you know, Dr. Killary, I. I want you on the show and we're going to talk relationship perspectives. And she's like, okay, let's do it. That's fun. <laughs> let's go. I'm excited. Yeah. So here we are, real talk. When you said that to me, I said, does that mean I have to wash my face and comb my hair? Because, <laughs> you know, she my morning ask. show, I'm not having to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, real, real, real talk. She did ask. And, and, and I thought she was kidding. But then I thought about it again. I was like, you know, she wouldn't have to do that for anything else 
you know, this, she's on video. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was sweating beforehand, but I, you know, I was excited to come because I really enjoy you. I love watching your show. I, you know, and anything I can do to serve your audience, please know I, I will do whatever I can for them. And I, I thank you and I truly appreciate love you being willing to be a part of this in any capacity you can. Um, I will be calling on you in the future, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, just give me a heads up so I can comb the hair and, <laughs> and, and wash your face. <laughs> I know, it's, you know, it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Kelly Ray Brown, this has been real talk as we addressed um, relationship perspectives. Of course, we went all over the place with it. And in relationships, if you don't go all over the place, I don't know where you're going to end up going. You're not going to be growing at all. Because you're going to end on enough. Pretty much. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Which turns out to be not enough. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, that's a tough lesson to learn, right? <laughs> you're stuck on the side of the road somewhere going, what happened? Right. I thought we were okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> Dr. Kennery, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you, Kevin. Have yourself a great night. I'm going to go off into musical therapy and wrap up this night shift week. Yeah. Feel free to jump into into the the stew pot on kevinstew.com. Go over to Kevin Stew and 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 join me in musical therapy. You know, and enjoy musical therapy. Or if you want to stay here yes. and enjoy it, feel free. But I'm going over to play some music and bounce through musical therapy as we close out, as I normally do to close out the night shift. Um, Perfect. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the music too, because. I don't know how much reggae music you get in your life, but that's what I close out my night shift with every night. Perfect. Yeah, who doesn't want that running through their soul? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with mine, but you're going to get familiar tonight. <laughs> as, <laughs> as I kick it out for the sound of Lindo, a track called Unbreakable. Nothing else to be your everything so that I can understand that I don't have to be anything. Yeah, he doesn't say that in the song. Neither does Joanna Marie in her rendition. But can you imagine looking at things that way? do anything to be your everything including being your nothing boy that's that's even too deep for me I do want to thank you each and every one of you so 
for thank for locking in and logging on. I want to say thank you to the affiliates NIE Radio, Foundation Radio Network, PEMGTV.com, CR7. Yeah, I forgot about you guys earlier. I do apologize. Thank you, thank you, thank you, each and every one. Remember, you can catch the podcast, the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew, and the YouTube channel of the same name. Go ahead and subscribe and like. But of course, give your support to KevinStew.com. That is where everything happens. That's the business of the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew, home of the Night Shift. KevinStew.com. I want to thank GMAC, GMAC Music Solutions all the time for their support. And thank McNeil Trucking. With McNeil Trucking, you're in good hands. Thank you for taking care of the musical therapy segment. Give him a call, 954-406-9740. Tell him you heard about him on the night shift with DJ Kevin Steele. And as we bounce on out of here, I want to remind you to look out for members of your community. Your community is not just a development that you live in. Remember this. And the people that you pass on the bus, on the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. You need to do something for one of them, do something good for one of them today because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. Again, my name is DJ Kevin Stewart. So I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern. KevinStew.com and affiliates. And remember, you can catch me on Saturday on Reggae Global Radio for the Saturday Stew. Yeah, man. We have fun there too. Encouraging you all to be good. But if you can't be good, be good at it. And getting out of here. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world. From right here in South Florida, I bid you all a very good night. Take care of yourselves, y'all. I want you laying in the love I have to bring. I do anything to be your everything. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with community and finance, Tuesdays with healthy love, and Wednesdays with real talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.